Welcome, Mage. I'm Rhino. And I'm Papa Mage. And this is the Extreme Casual MTG Podcast. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about different types of Magic the Gathering players. But we're not going to be talking about the same ones that Mark Rosewater wrote in an article about years ago, where he named them Timmy and Johnny and Spike. Those are more about what they play and how they play those games. And we want to talk more about unusual habits. Now we do have one that is kind of a honorable mention. We've got five that we want to talk about. And this one is a kind of a sixth one. And this is Mr. Boardwipe Tribal. Now you can guess from the name that Mr. Boardwipe Tribal did Boardwipes. And he did them constantly uh, he was it, scared of one creature uh or anything yeah he's like oh you you just played a soul ring that scares me and board wipe uh so those games ended up being really 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 long and really really boring because mr board wipe tribal didn't have any win conditions just kept wiping the board so um you had to have some way around board wipes and I, I believe rhino made his uh uh egg lady deck so that anytime there was a board wipe he would have more creatures come out and that that stopped that from happening but we haven't yeah. seen mr board wipe tribal in quite some time so uh getting on to our first one is actually going to be one where i talk about on the way back machine we're going back to 1993 Way before I was born. And way before I even met Rhino's mom, to believe. So, um, this was an in-store tournament. And uh, this person we're going to call Mr. Twitchy. Uh, so, it was the first in-store tournament. This was before the first um, regional gathering of Magic players for what was probably the precursor to the the grand prix and you've got to remember that this is back when the decks were 40 card decks you played for ante there was no swiss rules so the uh the competitions were very much uh single or double elimination so if you had a single game loss you were pretty much out of it well mr twitchy was I, I assume was extremely nervous because he would tap and untap things. And I, it, it was just a constant barrage of tapping and untapping. And I seem to recall he had a pretty simple deck, like a mono red deck. So there wasn't a lot of decisions, uh, especially back then with only uh, the one set uh, as the card set to pull from. And uh, so... I believe he got a game loss because the judge at the time, which was the store owner, because there wasn't any official judges, uh, we couldn't figure out what he was trying to do. Uh, and uh, so he was just constantly twiddling the cards on and off. And uh, it was just difficult to keep up with him. So... Yeah. Um, that was back in 1993 with Mr. Twitchy. Now, Rhino's got one from when we started RVing. Yeah, 
and uh this is mr explosion uh this guy uh okay uh, you were playing what what were you playing i was playing taste of a commander deck that you I, had just started i just started playing it it was my first time playing it and um I drew my seven and uh he mm, built uh it was he liked putting counters on a, one creature and he um uh he and knocked someone out and then I drew this one card and be like Okay, keep putting that, um, keep putting that one creature on that creature. Yeah, he, he uh, Rhino would, would say, go ahead, keep putting more counters on that. I can't, I can't do anything about that. But Rhino had a whole bunch of chump blockers. A whole bunch of chump blockers. Uh, zombies with flint, with flying, flying wings. <laughs> and, um... Uh, then I play this card called Consume. I uh, and it says target player sacrifices their biggest creature that they have, and uh, I think it is like a a three a five. They're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then you ended up gaining life equal to uh -huh. that creature's power. Yeah, uh, and uh, he, uh, I don't know what to say about him. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he ended up, he was uh, very explicit in a lot of his words uh, when that happened. Mm -hmm. But uh, mm -hmm. still, he was, uh, it was a good game, and I believe he enjoyed the game and enjoyed the, the amazing turnaround because he was going to win, and then Rhino played that card and just, yeah, overtook the game. So, uh, before we get into the next one, uh, if you have any uh, players with interesting habits, put them in the comments below. And if you're listening on the podcast, well, you can always jump over to YouTube and put them in the comments there. So, uh, we'd love uh, to, to hear some of your interesting players, but I'm going to talk about Mr. All Talk. And this was before we started RVing. Uh, we had a local game store that we went to all the time. And there was a, a person that we ended up, he showed up and, uh, you know, you don't want to look down at somebody because of the cards that they have and stuff like that. Uh, the fact that they don't have the sleeves and all that. He didn't have any sleeves um, and he obviously didn't know how to build a deck. Uh, he just had a uh, hundred cards thrown together, random, and he would talk about how he got the cards from a friend of his, and you know they were all really, really good cards. I think every last one of them was a common, uh, and you know he could put a creature down on turn seven almost every time, but by then he had already lost because he had no ramp or any any ability like that. Well, we would we taught him how to build a deck and how to do the ramp and we helped him get a cards and stuff like that. But the thing about Mr. All Talk is he kept talking all the time and he would come in with his new deck 
that he made and he would tell you everything about that deck before the game. He would tell you everything about that deck during the game. He would tell you all about what he was going to play during the game. Uh, he just it couldn't shut up. You know, moments of, of silence was a time for him to talk about his deck. And so he didn't win very many games, but everybody knew every single card in his deck and what he was playing and when he was playing it constantly. <laughs> so Rhino's got one now, and it is. Um, there was a friend that I um, taught magic to, and I... Uh, and he didn't want to attack. Um, he just wanted to build up his board state. So we call this uh, person, I'm just here. And yeah, as Rhino would say, he just loved playing. He loved putting counters on creatures and and putting auras on and doing equipment and but he would never attack Hammer. and uh did he ever have a problem with you uh hitting uh, for damage or anything like that no. no just loved being there just loved playing the game and that was it uh and to this day i think he still plays that way and uh, he just loves being there playing and he doesn't care if he wins or loses. Uh, well, I don't know if he would care if he won because I don't think he ever did. But, uh, you know, he just loves being there and, and playing. And the last one uh, we're going to call I'm Shining. Now, this is a person that uh, had to have their board state absolutely pristine. You know, the land was laid out perfectly. The... Uh, library was perfectly tiled up and perfectly laid out. And you know how you have a tendency to toss cards into the graveyard? His graveyard was perfectly laid out. Um, when creatures were, you know, when he had to tap, they were a perfect 90 degrees. And if it wasn't perfect, he would, he would adjust it. So obviously somebody was very OCD and we don't want to say that OCD is bad. I mean, you know, some, it's good. Yeah, people uh, like that. You know, I like having my board state nice and straight. Rhino doesn't necessarily. Uh, it's just as long as he knows what's going on, he's fine. And, well, uh, but the other thing about this person, which is why we call him uh, I'm Shiny, is because every single card had to be foil. Every land, every common, every uncommon, all had to be foil. And he would trade with us to get those those foils. And a lot of times, uh, to his disadvantage, uh, and we would try, you know, no, no, it's not worth that much. And he's like, oh, no, it's fine by me. And he'd pay like a, you know, or he would trade us a, a dollar card for a, you know, 12 cent foil just so he could have the foil. And every card in his deck had to be foil, every last one. And if it wasn't foil, it wouldn't go in until he got a foil version. And, you know, even to the point where the sleeves that he had on the deck, if, if one of them got like a little dent on it or something, 
Next week, he'd play the same deck, but with new sleeves. Uh, and, you know, so this was a, a very interesting person to play with. Um, and I don't know how many games that they won, um, but, you know, this was back when we were playing standard and everything had to be foil for him. Um, and, uh, you know, so it was just, you know, one of those other interesting habits that we see of people. So those are our top five, uh, twitchy, Mr. Explosion, all talk. I'm just here and I'm shiny. So if you have any others that you'd like to, to tell us about, please put them in the comments. Uh, we, uh, uh, I know we're a little mm -hmm. sporadic with our Extreme Casual uh, MTG podcast, but uh, hopefully we'll be getting a little more regular here soon. And uh, I think that's all we got. And I have more videos coming in soon. So until then... Me and Papa Mage, I shall be back into the library. Bye.